sent to Earth from the darkest depths of space to fight crimes and talk about the subjects not many men dare to go. With faces only a blind mother could love, arms like a silverback gorilla, and more hair on their chest than something really, really hairy. Like really hairy. Prepare to be astounded and bedazzled by the wondrous voices of your two hosts, GK and F. Stand by for a live broadcast. Salu Interweb, broken episode 18, GK and F. Power Rangers, innovative idea or just a rip-off of Voltron? <laughs> oh, we, welcome. We are back uh, recording again. Uh, we're going we're gonna to jump down the rabbit hole. We, uh, we're going to just have a chat, see where we go. All the usual stuff. Give us some likes, review us on iTunes, subscribe. Um, go on to the Facebook, drop us a line, talk about some stuff. Far. What we got in today? <laughs> well, before I introduce our, our guests, just based on the statistics, welcome our new listeners. Um, we, we seem to get a, a lot, a, many more subscribers, so welcome to the show. Um, and also with uh, with our Twitter, it's at GKANDF. GKNF. We can't put an ampersand in the. No, it's not letting us do that. Um, and the Facebook, I think, far is working title. Working title Facebook. GKNF. Hit yeah. us up. Give us some. Even if you want us to talk about something or you got a topic or a question, hit us up on the Facebook or yeah. the Twitter. We'll answer any and we'll question. Answer that question. We may not be accredited to answer it, but to tell you what, we'll give it a go. And if you knew, <laughs> this is a free form podcast. Basically, this is unedited. We just chat. We see where we go, and uh, we jump down the rabbit hole. And it's like YouTube. You start. You start watching. Best male haircuts, and you, you end up watching Alice in Wonderland does backflips on trampolines. It's, it could go anywhere. All right, so we've got to introduce our, our guest today. Um, and I've got to tell you, the first time I met Ben Nightingale, first time I met him, I would have been about uh, uh, 10 years old, and it was at uh, St. Mary's uh, Football Oval, and... Uh, we're, we grew up a part of a, a community, a St. Dominic's uh, kind of football community, and um, and I didn't know anyone. I used to play soccer back in the day. Um, I don't think I've got any... Um, <laughs> any records in soccer? <laughs> any records for stabbing anyone with a, <laughs> with a, with a wicket in soccer. But um, when I first when I first met Naughty, he was uh, this kid. He had you know freckles on his face, had a rat's tail. He goes, hey, is your name Far? I said, yes. How do you know that? He goes... Oh, did you play soccer at Blacksland um, yesterday? I said, yes. How did you know that? He goes, oh, yeah, man, I, I watch you play. Yeah, you do pretty good. I was like, who is this guy? What is he? What is he, the Oracle? And he goes, nah, nah. I overheard a conversation with your brother in my cousin. But our guest today, our guest today is one of the all-time greatest storytellers. Um, and he's just got an amazing memory as well. Ladies and gentlemen, Ben Nightingale. Thanks, boys. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> Mate, uh, it is, if I just touched on it then, you have uh, some of my most retold stories, even when you're not there in the history of <laughs> of storytelling. So it doesn't matter if I, I, I've got a story or you've got a story for everything that I've repurposed in <laughs> many situations, whether I'm on a holiday meeting someone for the first time, I can weave, I'll tell you a story, I've got this and I'll tell one, or if, even at a work function, I've got, I've got an appropriate naughty story I can tell there. And I'm not even, these stories for once for me, I'm not even using them as my own because I couldn't do just 
justice, I'll say. <laughs> and it's it's the ultimate one-upsmanship. You know, when so everyone's got a story, but someone's got a better one, you can't one-up 90 stories. <laughs> and this, is, this is one that I, I love to Vince, 90. This is the one about a cat. <laughs> How much time we got on this radio? <laughs> let's, well, let's, let's, let's give the listeners something to gauge what we're talking about, about the story. Oh, so let's go, go into depth on that one. Oh, we'll get into it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Now, um, well, the parents had a dog, and me, uh, they loved the dog a lot, and uh, it ended up passing away. So, my sisters thought, because my mum was pretty upset, they had this dog for like 15 years or something, so they thought, oh, the best way to... Gee, my mum will go and buy a cat because my mum's a cat lover. Look, me and my brothers and dad aren't much of the cat lovers. But anyway, um, so they went down to the vet and they went to go buy a cat. And there's two cats in the cage. And the vet veterinarian's like, oh, they're brother and sister. You can't really separate them. So anyway, cut a long story short, they got both the cats, took them home. My mum was loving them, throwing around on the shoulder like, like birds and like, patting them and that. And I'm like, ooh, jeez. She's really loving them cats. And my dad pulled me aside because I was leaving to go to Gold Coast a week later. <laughs> and he goes, go here. <laughs> <laughs> if all the listeners out there, me, me old man, he's like 6'3", uh, has no neck. He's here sitting on his shoulders and like he's a bit of a massive human. And um, he said, listen, I don't care who you have over, girls, boys, parties, whatever. Just please, your mother's in love with these cats. Feed them, look after them. We're gone for seven days. How hard is it? Oh, man. <laughs> Dad, I swear to God, I'll look after cats. <laughs> he goes, all right, so yeah. So anyway, every morning before I went to work, went out, opened the shed door, the cats come out, ding, 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 the little bells and fed them their biscuits, whatever, went to work. Friday morning, I let them out. They both come running out. Went to the pub Friday hour after work, having a few schooners, and the boys are like, yeah, let's go out, we'll go out, let's go to the block, let's go to the embassy. I'm like, yeah, man. I'm like, oh, I've got to go home and feed these cats. Like, what? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I've got to go home for the cats. So I went home. I said, I'll meet you up there. So I went home and I'm like, kitties, come on, let's go, let's feed them. Yeah. And one of them ran out, like with the bell. And I'm like, oh, where's the other cat? And I looked over and here it is just dead in the garden. I'm like, oh, shit. Did you hear your dad's voice, Benjamin? You had one job. Oh, I didn't even hear dad's voice. I just heard the fist in me jaw. <laughs> so, um, I'm like, oh, like I went up and seen it. Like it was like just in the garden and I must have got bitten by a spider or something. I don't know. It was dead. Like I tried to wake it up, but it wasn't moving. <laughs> so I ring up my mum and I'm like, mum, I've got good news and I've got bad news. And she says, oh no, what? Well, what's the good news? I said, well, the good news is you've got a cat. She says, what's the bad news? I said, you've lost a cat. <laughs> She goes, what happened? I said, I swear to God, I come home and it's just dead in the garden. And my dad's in the back and going, what's going on? What's happening? What's he doing? And mum's like, oh, one of the cats is dead. He goes, I told you, we can't trust him. He would have been out with the boys throwing this cat around like a football. I'm like, tell him to shut up. So I said, listen, I've got to go. I'm going out. So my dad gets on the phone and goes, Benjamin. I said, yeah. He goes, what did you do with the cat? I said, I put it in a bin bag and threw it in the bin. It's dead. And he goes, you idiot, it's microchipped. What happens if someone finds it? I'm like, it's dead. No one's going to find it. So he just started going, he's screaming at me. So I just hung up on him. Got me jeans on shirt and I'm about to run out the front door. Phone rings again. I said, yeah, dad, what's up? He goes, I've got a better idea. He goes, get the cat out of the bin, stick it in a plastic bag 
and put it out the back in the freezer. And when I get home, I'll bury it so it doesn't stink the bin out. I'm like, oh, that sounds all right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, yeah, done that. Done that and went out and I told a few of the boys all were out at the club. And they were just cracking up. And anyway, um, we ended up getting a few birds back to the house later on that night. <laughs> and um, trying to get rid of them, to be honest, because I was sort of hanging around. And then I'm like, any girls like cats? And this one girl goes, oh, I've got four of them. I love them. I'm like... And Tanker and um, oh, no. old resty resty soul-y buddy's like, oh no, bullet, don't do it, no, no, no. I'm like, do you want to make me cat frosty? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh yeah, get it out. <laughs> so I walk to the back back shed and um, oh, Tanker's just like, oh no, no, no. <laughs> and I've gone to the back shed and I've just slowly just got it out of the plastic bag. And just, bag and I'm walking but as I come out I sort of walked me back towards them so they couldn't see and the girl's like <laughs> the girl's like are you gonna let me pat it I said listen no sudden movements alright cause he might get a bit scared they're like yeah alright so I said alright ready you're gonna meet the cat I turned around and it was just rock solid like it's scared stiff she went it's frozen! And like tried to pat it and I went, nah, he's alright, look. And I grabbed him and tried to walk him along the step and then let him go and he just dropped like a like a doornail. And then they just said, that's disgusting, got up and they just left. So Hey, it's one way to one way to deal with uh, an uninvited guest. <laughs> Bring your frozen cat out. Peter, uh, that uh, Twitter page again was at GK and F for all your hate mail. <laughs> <laughs> and that's P-E-T-A <laughs> We haven't had another cat since Oh dude I tell you what Nighty Like We've come in hot We've come in real hot <laughs> I'm just happy to be here mate And if I have to tell a cat story I'm, I'm wrapped about it Dude How have you been? How yeah. how are things? Yeah good um, Sorry all the ladies out there I'm not married But I've got a partner And a couple uh, of kids So it's all good now. You can hear a resounding Oh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah the old big girl Big bull clock Yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, no, uh, how's uh, and how's fatherhood? Yeah, fatherhood's good. We all know it's got a lot of challenges, but like at the end of the day, it's worth it. Eh? It's pretty good. Yeah, um, I love my kids. They're, they're good kids. And Cooper's running a bit of a muck at the moment. And Zane's probably he's hitting to the stage now. He, he'll be hitting high school next year. So, so. Oh, two, boys, two boys, two boys, two yeah. boys, and coming from the legendary Nightingale pack. <laughs> Oh, dude. Oh, boys. There, is there something in the back of your head that goes, oh, God, I know what's coming? Oh. oh. Can you see you in like, their personalities coming say, out? Well, I'm just putting this way. Zane's 12, so I'm starting to save up for a recline in here because I reckon about five or six years I'll be hitting the clubs and coming in with these girls and I'll just sit back and go, hey. And for our listeners, um, you would have heard James Nightingale a couple of episodes back. Oh, Jimmy. And um, and, and Ben's from the same ilk, from the same family. They're a bit of a, a, a very well-known family um, in, in Penrith, Western Sydney. Um, you know, just amazing, just colourful characters who just tell great stories. This could be called the Chronicles of Nightingale. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's the Chronicles what? of Nightingale. I wish I could remember, like, my stories as good as my schoolwork. Like, I reckon, I, I reckon I'd honestly be, like, working as a fucking solicitor or something. <laughs> yeah, I wish I had that, like, the way I could remember the lyrics. <laughs> uh, like, a solicitor is just basically a storyteller, though, really. Yeah, they're just winging it. When they get out there... Members, like, oh, of the, members of the jury, that cat wasn't frozen. 
Oh, he was stiff as, mate. He was struggling. <laughs> so, dude, I've got to tell this story. I remember um, I messaged you a couple of years ago, and I was, I was coming back home uh, from the gym, and I was listening. Um, it was when I was, I was listening to Triple M. You know, it's a great way to start the morning, go in the gym, I'm ready to go home, have a shower, get ready to work. And I was listening to um, callers coming in on, on the grill team. And I remember hearing this voice. I was like, shit, that's so familiar. What is that? You know, you hear someone's like, man, I know what this is. And I, and I heard this story and I was driving and I, I was cacking up in the car listening to your story. Dude, you got, you got to tell us this story. It was a big call. Yeah. As I said before, my old man, he's a, he's about six foot three and, uh, he's a <laughs> massive human being and he has literally like no neck. Like he looks like, um, Paulie senior of American chopper, like pretty much, but. His ears actually do sit on his shoulders. So, and he's a champion bloke, mate. And he's, as I said, he's, I've probably got a lot of his traits with telling stories and that because your dad and my dad used to hang out fire and your mm-hmm. old man was always in stitches with him. But, um, this one night we were at the charity shield because my brother in law, my sister's husband, uh, he's a patriot, uh, fanatic St. George supporter. So it was a charity shield game. We went there for his bucks and we're there and we're all on the, and there's Uncle Phil, Uncle Mark, all, all on the drink and, um, they were getting pretty rowdy. <laughs> anyway, there was a, a brawl breakout between, uh, I think it was Jason Rolls and someone from South, I can't really remember. And they were into it. And like, my old man just used to love a blue back in the day. So he stood up, he's like, give it to him, Rolls, you cat. Well, as he's like talking, like we're all me, Paul's and Tank, we're all in the drink. And as he's like talked, he's like somehow tripped and I don't know how. And he's like landed and his head has got stuck in between two of the chairs. <laughs> <laughs> at, like, Stadium Australia. And, like, I went, oh, he'd be right. And we'll just sit there talking and talking. And Tinker's like, I'll tap me on the show. I was like, man, the big fella's legs are just, like, <laughs> going. And I'm like, shit. So we picked him up. And, like, took him, took him about four blokes to pull him out. His head was stuck. He, mate, his head was like a beetroot. It was red raw. And he was, like, he was struggling, the big fella. And I said, Dad, you all right? You want to be? And he's like, I've never lost a fight, man, like Benjamin. But Bay 35 just gave it to you. <laughs> <laughs> and I just went, and anyway, I tell you what, he slowed down hard that night. I think he went home pretty early. I think, I think old big dog. I said, it was impossible to struggle, uh, to, to strangle him. How the hell did Bay 35 just flog him? <laughs> <laughs> I too heard that story that morning on the grill team as well. And I think I texted 90 and go, hey, mate, are you on the radio? <laughs> <laughs> and there's the first time, or not the first time, one of the rare times where you know you get a genuine laugh out of the hosts of the radio show. Oh, and yeah. Matty and Gus and FG were cracking up. Like, yeah. if was, you know, those old, if that was caller of the week, it'd be Ben Nuttigall, caller of the week. <laughs> yeah. oh. I wish it was. It was good. Yeah. I, hit, I hit him up actually after it. I'm like, uh, like, was that a pretty good story? And like, like, the chick you talk to after you go off air, she's like, oh my God, that was so funny. It was hilarious. I'm like, oh, any chance I can, like, you know, get, get some job. tickets or something? She goes, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, jeez, man. That's like how, uh, what's his name? Uh, is it to- Tommy, Tommy the Chippy? Uh, used to be just a regular caller into American yeah, Rosso's yeah, 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 show. Right, yeah. He was from the Northern Beaches and he had, that sort of he was a bit of a you know Aussie Larry and surfy guy storyteller. And he used to just ring up every week on when they're on the Jays. He ah, gave the surf okay. report, and he was just a caller, and he had a good story. So they got him to call every week, and then from there, when he went to Nova, he started calling there, and he got some notoriety. Oh, that's Tommy the Chi- Tommy the Chippy, Tommy the Chippy, and yeah. so he got known within entertainment circles. Then he ended up getting a Channel Nine show, and he was on. Yeah, he killed it. Eh? He was killing. He was on. He was hosting shows. He was on. You know, all those sort of... Uh, What's his name again? Tom... 
Tommy the Chippy. Tom- <laughs> His last name is The Chippy. <laughs> he obviously hasn't been around for a couple of years because I can't remember his last name, but he was a good-looking rooster as well, which are probably He's on Dancing with the Stars. Dancing with too, the yeah. Stars and that. Oh, jeez. Yeah, but that's how he started. Like, that's, You ring up and tell a story on radio like your one that gets them laughing. I wouldn't have been asking for free tickets. I'd be saying, give hey, me a job. ring up with my story of the week every bloody week. Yeah, I reckon it'd be an awesome, awesome gig. But, like, that'd be, I reckon, a top job, eh, than Guild Team Blokes. But it'd be be hard, too. Like, it's it's good, the whole, I think, when you get to their sort of level. I don't think they're hanging around doing eight-hour days and post pre-production meetings. But they're still up at, what, 3 a.m. to get in for that breakfast shift. That's got to be harder. And you still still have to talk about stuff. Like, Mm. you know what I mean? Like, that's why they must get in there now early and, like, look at the papers and say, Yeah. All right. Because there's only so much NRL you can talk about. Yeah. And then in off-season... Yeah, what are you talking about? you got to have, you gotta have you know some what I mean? stories or you, you better spin and something that's out why of that And that's why I think Matty Johns carries that show a lot. With, he's got he's a smart man. I reckon he's yeah. got a lot of bright ideas on, mate. So. Yeah, absolutely. And and you do need that stimulus, like like going for the paper. like it, And that's what it is. That's what people kind of listen to. Like, what's every talk show? It's about like what's happening, like... In the world, you know what's happening now. You know you yes. got the the marriage equal marriage plebiscite. Um, sorry, the the gay marriage plebiscite. The gay marriage plebiscite. Oh, yeah, it's a plebiscite, so yeah. it's a postal vote. A postal vote. You know what I mean? So what, a, what a massive waste of like a, a cash. And I do know that uh, the Liberal government took that to the last election with we'll send it to plebiscite, but it's going to cost. I think it was hundred million dollars or something yeah. for this, and it's a non compulsory vote. Why don't they just have it? At the election, where you go vote as simple as it is, put one above the line, vote for Labor, Liberal, Califumpians, whoever the bloody hell you want to vote for. Yeah. And then the next, you get another ballot paper and go, gay marriage, yes or no? Tick, and it's all done in one one thing. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Say, I agree. That, that. that would yeah. be the easiest freaking way to do that. Well, that's what they're saying. There's a bit of a, not a, not a conspiracy, but people are kind of saying, well, the, the reason they've gone to the postal vote is because, well, the majority of the younger people would vote in favour of gay marriage. And, and they're not postal voting people. They're yeah. all. So one, like there's like 200 plus thousand uh, people who aren't even registered to vote and and they reckon to even just go down the vote um, route mm. that not many of them would engage with it. So, yeah, that's pretty but interesting. But Australia's a compulsory voting... Well, it's a compulsory to vote in Australia where it's not in the States and stuff like that. So, yeah, it seems like a, a whole lot of money for... I think we're the last westernised, like, English-speaking sort of first-world country that hasn't legalised it in some way, shape, or form as well. Mm. So... For a hundred million dollars, not I'm going to get all political on this, but one, it's a waste of money. Two, it's a non-compulsory vote. So, are you even going to get an answer out of out of that? Yeah, sort of. I think the other thing, like anything, when you make a decision about the whole country, like everything's to scale. You know what I mean? So, if you want to get twenty-seven, or are we at twenty-seven yet? I think, yeah, I think it come on the project the other night. Well, 27 million. 26, 27 million. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so I don't mind any- that show. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plug for the project. Yeah. Yeah, that, I'm pretty much done after that. Once the kids go to bed. I'm, That's your show? That's your yeah, show you yeah. flick on to? A couple of long necks. Walk the dog and I'm, I'm, I'm all Game of Thrones <laughs> going on. <laughs> the, dude, my, um, my go-to show is, um, have you seen Channel 94? There's, yeah, there's like Island Hunters and House Hunters International, stuff like that. Yes, I, yeah. I, I, I love that show. 
It's well, that, like people that just go looking for bargains and stuff. Or, so this, yeah. or there's a couple of versions of it. No, I'm right into this too far because I watch it as my Zen out show. There's not yeah. much thinking to go on. So well, that's my I refuse to think. They basically get like for these house hunters or so three houses within wherever they're going, and then it's the tree house, the the yeah, gold house, yeah, yeah, yeah. or house mini is, living or something. Yeah, yeah, or mini, or mini houses. That's yeah. there. There's such easy watching show. I watch those ones too far because it's. The biggest, uh, I don't think, yeah, don't think about life. Just switch off and tune in and watch that and go, I wish I could buy that island. (laughs) Switching off's good sometimes. I watch And it's very hard. I I, I really do struggle to switch off, I reckon. I'm I'm a massive thinker. Brain always always ticking. Just, yeah, just like always thinking. Yeah, just, yeah, I just, even like just random stuff, like I'll be watching TV. That's why I struggle to read, I reckon. I have to really be into something to read if not like I'm talking I'm three pages in deep and I'm thinking about the job tomorrow or yeah. I'm thinking about maybe being romantic with my missus or something like that <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean like just I'm just I really have to be interested and same with shows like I'm talking like, I, I I really try to get into suits that show suits oh, yeah. yeah yeah I've and, heard of that and I didn't mind that. it but I'm telling you after the first season it was the exact same thing. You want to do a deal? Yeah, let's do a deal. Okay, let's do a deal. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, this is shit. Yeah. yeah. But like, I'm in the like Game of Thrones, um, Banshee. Any of you boys watch Banshee? Oh, my, my brother no. mentioned that today. Boys, lunch, like, I'll give it a plug. Banshee, good. Like, it's pretty much action, you know, sex, everything like, you know, what. So is it in that same like uh, genre, Game of Thrones sort of old oh, vi- old worldy genre? Vikings, or? Vikings. I'm a massive fan of Vikings. I probably I probably put Vikings above Game of Thrones to be honest. Like it's, I loved it. The last season wasn't the best, but um. But that's what it is. Like we're we're so busy and and where everyone's constantly bombarded with things that that are craving for your attention. That's what it, that's what advertising is. We need your attention and sure, we need it now. now. Yeah, we need it and we need to keep repeating this <laughs> shit. You need to be walk out of going Constanza. You gotta be able to compartmentalize These your life. Pretzels are making me busty. <laughs> hey, side note, I I went to um I saw Seinfeld. He's on, in Australia uh, now. On, yeah. Thursday, on Thursday at uh was that the Horden was it the Horton Pavilion? No, no. The big the rent, me, uh, Mount it, Arena? Uh, what's, it, what's it called? Um, far is, called? Is, he, is he really that funny live? I, I don't think I could do him live. Yeah, so here's my take on it, dude. Like, I saw, saw Seinfeld. Um, you know, you're paying top dollar for these tickets. At least you got it for my birthday. 100%. Like, back in March. And um, my, my take on it is, he's all class. He's all class. Dude. He's old school, way. Eh? And he's old. Yeah, he's like 63. And man, he he looks great. Like he he's doing his thing. He's, he's got still energy. wearing the sneakers with Get the, the lunch jeans. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was rocking the tie. He, he's all class. But um, but like going to um, was it or uh, the arena? What's the arena? The one at uh, Olympic Park. Olympic Park in Sydney. Yeah, I can't remember the name Alliance. right now. Now, oh, fuck. The around, yeah. whatever it's yeah. called. Yeah. Well, um, do you know what we're going to do? We're going to go- I'll Google that. I refuse to. But keep going with your story. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so when I watch it and he, he's great. Like he's, he, he, he's that complete observational comedy. You know what I mean? Like, I'm. The way he, he started off with the, with the belter, you know, he's talking about, you all made it here. Do you know how hard it was to get here? You had to deal with the kids. You had to, you and your partner had to leave the door, fill the door at the same time. That's the most difficult thing to do. Get out of here. <laughs> like it's so like he's still doing like the weird voices and the, and the weird like moves and that. Yeah, yeah. That's because that's Cypher, but. Uh, that was a top show, man. 
Dude, oh, I loved amazing. it. Amazing. And you know what? It? And it was good because, sorry, Jordy, it was good because it related to how everyday things worked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, big time. Like, and well, that's why I reckon it got so much, like, publicity and everyone loved it because everyone had been through situations sort of like, like you know that. Like that. It was relatable. And that's what his comedy was. It was still that observational comedy. But in, in this massive arena, um, like, Instead of watching him, like I couldn't see his facial expressions, so I had to look at the screen. Like it didn't have that connection. Yeah, yeah some that loses those big venues, they lose yeah. something. Because I, I do, even with sporting games, I hate going and watching the big screen. I may as well be like Seinfeld. If you're just watching the screen, you may as well be in the comfort of your recliner watching his special on Netflix. Yeah. You get the same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That- well, honestly, these days, like the entertainment is bought to you. So pretty much that. Like, it's like they don't want you to go to the actual show. Like, because, like, everyone, you obviously had Foxtel for ages, but you got, like, Netflix now, pay-per-views. Like, like say we were going to a football game at Penrith Stadium when it's freezing cold, why wouldn't you stay home and watch it on Foxtel and you own comfort at your home and drink beers, yeah. you know? Yeah, and, and if you and can't watch it on your phone, and drop three hundred pages. And if you can't watch it on TV, it'll be on your phone. Yeah, but just, um, just pay for but that. But did it lose? Did it lose that um, that enjoyment because yeah, it's well, in a big, a big? I don't even like to go watch bands in big arenas anymore. Yes, I'm the same. I, I saw. We're getting um, old, man. Eh? Is it just yeah. we're getting old? Well, probably. probably. <laughs> the biggest one is. I tell you what, those teenagers, because that's what it is about your twenties. You know what I mean? It's like when 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 I was in my twenties. The, the way to understand your 20s is to be in your 30s. <laughs> like, Surround yourself with the most people you're having the most fun. Yeah, because when you're in your 20s, it's like if I blindfolded you and just put you in the centre of Australia and took your blindfold off, you wouldn't know where you were. But if I raise you like 100Ks above the country, you go, oh, I'm in Australia. That's your 30s. <laughs> you, you know what's going on. Yeah. It's like, um, but yeah, like, I don't know. I just think it like connecting with it. I don't know. It, I must be old. I'm getting old. Oh, man, my 20s, they were dark years. <laughs> well, I had the I had the time of my life from about I think twenty two to about oh what twenty six twenty seven yeah that was good times that, that was was that like the peak of like um, going out and you know you'd go out every weekend oh yeah like oh no I'm not gonna go out this weekend and get a phone call like Friday other sit the embassy in five <laughs> <laughs> but what did you do in the twenties if you didn't go out on a Sunday night what yep. you couldn't just sit at home like, you, couldn't you just sit at home and you, look you literally after sat yourself? at home and thought about going out yeah, yeah. <laughs> we well, even like like we used to, we talked about the other day at work like going to work now have a hangover you, you just can't do it but like I'm talking I reckon from the age of 22 to 27 I worked every Saturday hungover and yeah. didn't feel nothing yeah it was weird like it's like your body just gets to a certain age and it goes Ooh, you're just boy. filled with energy, like you, you, like you, you recover work, faster. <laughs> like just buzzing. Just, do you, I don't know if you remember this, Jordy. Do you, we we had one when you were living with me. We lived together, listeners. Um, I and my wife was really? with us. Um, no, <laughs> yes. Not that not, not that there's anything wrong with that. No, no, definitely not at all. Absolutely um, not. But we had a Wednesday night. We had a mate Jay over, and we we're watching. It was just a quiet. It was a Wednesday night nighty. Wednesday. But, but these are the ones that kick off when you're not oh, expecting it. Whoa, it's good. This yeah. one did. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we were just at home. I mean, Jay, who's going to come on in a couple of episodes, we we're just watching a like a, a band documentary, and then we did this thing. It was like, do you want to go? I was like, no, no, I want to have a, a hot chocolate. I, and probably, I, I, I want to tell ghost stories. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're in our pajamas. <laughs> we're, we're in our PJs, and then it was um. I think it was all right. Here's it because we had I don't know why deck of, cards. deck of cards, yeah. And it was like um, Joe goes far. If you can pick the card from this deck of cards, we've got to go out. I said yes, yeah, sweet Queen of Hearts. 
He goes, all right, and shuffled cut the, it. Cut the deck in half, <laughs> shuffled it, split it open, didn't look at it, just showed everyone. Everyone went, oh, fuck. But in the same back of your head, you were going, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> you're 20. You can do yeah. that. you got no responsibility, Get really. Get the links, let's go. <laughs> <It was That's- laughs> Good old links, Africa. Oh, well, I'm using Rexona, mate. That stuff shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was, it was, it was put the links Africa on it, getting the, oh, getting how the, good was the Africa? and then we're out to the, to the, the earliest, earliest <laughs> parts of the morning, finished off with like a Donica Bab at five in the oh. morning or something. And, and it was those, and days. then to work the next and day. And then you go to work going, absolutely. Hello, I'll everyone. never do that again. Yeah. Right but speaking of links, every time I spray Inca Sun, it just reminds me of Vegas. It's just, <laughs> it's just yeah, it was good. Isn't it amazing how the smells can take you like straight back there? Because when I th- when I think of Lynx Africa, I think of a rugby leg bag. Because you know they have oh. all your sweat and all your bullshit in there. You just spray, thinking, "Oh, they'll get rid of it." <laughs> That's my washing machine, Lynx Africa. Do you reckon any girl in the whole world went, "Oh, you smell good." <laughs> oh, far, I, far. I, I hope my boyfriend's got some Lynx like, Africa in his bag. Far was a dead set weirdo when it comes to cologne, and it was always dupe. <laughs> And I used to go, like, we used to go out with some birds, and he's like, Naughty man, you can't use me jupe. Eh? I said, Why? And he goes, I can't smell the same as you, bro. And I'm like, Are you serious? And he's like, Yeah. So I had to fucking settle for Calvin Klein for women or some shit like Trishies and spray it on. And one of all the old heifers used to always hang out with me. Hey, hey. I'm like, Oh, that's fine. He's good. So he's hairy, but he's all right. There are some flowers rubbing it between your hands. Actually, I remember, speaking of old stories you told at the start farm when the first time you met me, I remember the first time I went over your house and was sitting. I just thought like he must have been heaps tight enough, like tight because there's hardly any lights on. <laughs> Still and there's, the like, same. And there's like, a, yeah, I'm like, ooh, are they Mormons or? And then, uh, <laughs> and like, Trish has got a few few candles around of that, and I'm like, oh, Nick's like my dad, like, what's doing? Like, shouldn't he be just drinking schooners and just like throwing things and stuff? <laughs> and we're sitting down, and then like this mad like tall any pasta or something comes out. I'm like, oh man, that looks so good. And I just went to chop into it, and fuck it. Um, we say prayers first here. And I went, oh, and I put the fork back in, but the weight of the tortellini just gave way. And like, everyone looked at me and it just, the fork went, and just like flicked like heaps of tortellini, like right in front of Trish. And I went, sorry. (laughs) And he he was doing exactly what he's doing now. And then it was just pretty much like, amen, thanks for the food. (laughs) And I went, these are my kind of people. I like yeah. these people. Yeah, but I think the prayer was to try and slow us down from eating our, our own hands off. The like first it. time, yeah, go, going to Far's oh. uh, place for dinner growing up was like uh, with the three brothers. Oh. And it was like a feeding frenzy of the lions at the gym. But they were, it's all... It's even worse, out of carcass. It's even worse than that. It's like, it's like Jurassic Park where they throw just the lamb in, but the velociraptors, there's only... There's three velociraptors, but only one lamb. So they're trying to eat as much lamb before the, before the older velociraptors Raptor comes and eats the arm off and gets the yeah. rest of it. There were zero lambs left and only two velociraptors after it. <laughs> the best is like when dad was out in the back of the recliner watching footy, like he had to work on a Sunday, and then mum's like, Yeah, he can stay. And your dad get running going, Who's staying here? I'm like, Far. He's like, Jesus Christ, hide the bread. He eats two loaves of bread, that kid. Two loaves of bread, peanut button honey. Look, who does it? He just eats it. <laughs> mum's like, Colin. Go to work. It's a bit asshole. I'll tell you what, didn't mind, didn't mind the old loaf of bread back in the day. Oh, like I'm telling you, this bloke. And you know, like when you just get one piece of bread, like a Devon or something, you fold it in half of a sauce and you eat it. Like that was Far's go-to, like 
like energy mule or something. <laughs> <laughs> Peanut butter and honey. But like, yeah, I understand. Like, it's pretty good, like one or two slices. But when you're hitting about 14 and 15, which is about one and a half loaves, and you got the big fella there just standing there going, like, what the fuck's a smoke out of my Things start getting a bit awkward, Jordy. <laughs> so, you know, you know that stem from because when when you grow up with with three brothers, the way it worked is for dinner. Well, that's what it was, dude. Because we had to take turns of making each other's lunch. So if it was my turn to make lunch, I would I would make a tortellini. Like I would have the most amazing lunch, and then. <laughs> You know, for for my, my older brothers, I'll go. Well, here's here's some sultanas and some cottage cheese, and, and let's see what MacGyver would do. If, <laughs> but, but you know, but if it was you know one of my brothers making lunch, they would like just chuck a loaf of bread and Devon, and whatever landed in the lunchbox was what you got to eat. Because so, <laughs> Devon and tomato sauce, I'll change. I don't have much tomato sauce, even with pies now. I'm a barbecue man, but. You cannot go past Devon and sauce on a, on a, on a fresh piece of bread, I reckon. Yeah. I think um, Einstein uh, was the one who found <laughs> found the Devon and, and uh, Einstein done a lot of good things <laughs> in life. <laughs> Man, he worked at a tuck shop in, in Deutsch. I think that was the formula first. E equals Devon and tomato sauce. <laughs> and, and then someone's just misinterpreted that and he's found out the gravitational pull works. <laughs> But that's the thing, like, when, when you're in high school, like, that's, that's, I think that's where a lot of our stories are, like, the origins comes from. And it's like, um, dude, we had some, we had some fun times in high school. Oh, and we had some belter stories. I'd love to go back, to be honest. Like, and it's one of them things where your dad always says to you, do your best at school because you're going to get it, you want to get a good job in life. Don't be like me. And it's the same peop- things you hear when people are like, don't muck around in school because school's the best time of your life. And at the time, mm. you're like, yeah, man, whatever. <laughs> that's a, that's a, with the talk about school, like, see, that's what I I think I always used to think about. It. Six hours of hanging out with your best mates. This is the best ever. Yeah. Like, I hated school holidays. Like, yeah. <laughs> who the school holidays? Uh, yeah. Me, because I didn't hang out with my mates for six yeah. hours. Because you could only go to cables, like, at least once in the holidays. You didn't, you didn't <laughs> yeah, go, you couldn't go every day. But- I, yeah, I'd... I would have hated to be a teacher and look after me. I was, a, I must admit, I was a prick of a kid. I must admit, Wait, dude. Can I can I ask for another story? Do you remember? Um, do you remember? You know, we used to have like a study period, so we would have been about year eleven or year eleven. Yeah, well, the study oh, periods is when you went to like year eleven and twelves. You used to sit in that massive room with them doors open and you had to just study, but really we just talked about how good Rooney played against Wendell Saylor or something. <laughs> and I'm like, I play in the B team. <laughs> <laughs> the M the six. And Mr. Clear, I remember Mr. Clear like pulled me to his office. He's like, oh, I wanted to talk to him, mate. I'm like, oh, what have I done now? He's like, oh, I think it's a good idea if you stop hanging out with Luke Rooney. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, why? He goes, well, Luke's career's going this way and yours is going that way. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, well, at least I'm not wearing a toupee, you fucking dickhead. <laughs> Tell the story about the rubber. Was it was it rubber or food or yeah, something? Yeah, well, in- actually, Paul's was in this class too. Like, there was a few of the boys in the class... I was sitting next to Rooney and that. Anyway, for once in my life, I was really trying to study. I was like trying to have a crack of things like general maths and that. And um, there was a half, the half a bouncy ball getting thrown around the room, and it was bound, you know, bouncy balls like they're bouncing around from one, and it kept hit, it kept coming on my table. And I, just, I just, yeah, the old flubber, <laughs> Rob, Rob Williams, and everyone just kept throwing it, and it hit me, hit me, like uh, two or three times. And as I said before, I really have to concentrate. I struggle. And I said, dead set, if this hits me again, I'm going to snap. And <laughs> someone threw it off the fan and just by coincidence hit this perfect spot and it smacked me 
smacked me straight in the chest, and down I went, that's it, I've had enough. So I've stood up, and I've gone, everyone, and about, like, them study them study um, rooms were, like, pretty big rooms, eh? Like, mm-hmm. I reckon we're probably about know, 20 metres in the front room. Yeah, absolutely. And I went, everyone, Mr. Chubbs's head. <laughs> Purposely not throwing it at him, like throwing it at the opposite direction, because it was half a bounce ball. Like when you, when you tape up half a tennis ball, it swings. So swing on it. <laughs> so I throw this bouncy ball, and it was like slow motion. It was like, duh, 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 duh. and like everyone was like, <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit, I'm gonna kill this nerd. <laughs> and it just smacked me straight in the a noose, so straight in the face, and he just goes. <laughs> and I went shit and I just hit, hit behind Rooney's grill or shoulders and just sat there and Rooney's like just laughing his head off and Mr. Chubbs is like I'm going Luke was that you that could have wrecked your football career to hit you in the eye I'm over this and I went oh man and everyone like knew it was me and I got up at the end of the class and I said so it wasn't me but are you alright <laughs> yes. Thanks, man. Go to Mr. Khalid's office. <laughs> talk about great shots. I, I still remember um, in, in a science class, uh, and, and the way our science class worked out, there was like an array of like, uh, you know, two by four array of long long tables. So four people sat on oh, each table. Buns and burners. With the buns and burners. Twidros, camel. <laughs> and um, uh, one of our mates, Todd, he was sitting in the third row, and Todd picked his nose, <laughs> and he picked this winner of a booger, and he flicked it. And, I, and, and it was similar to the story of like, I'll watch this thing. It was like, it was, it's fitting that it happened in a science class because it was like defied physics. It was like this booger was supposed to go out the window, chucked a left, a right angle left turn and went in this kid's ear. I was like, I've never seen like booger trajectory like that. But it reminded me of this amazing booger story you got night. So tell the booger story. It's so good. Oh, mate. <laughs> the old boy was sitting on the lounge one day. It was the middle of summer and his shirt was off. Like he's got a massive unit gun on him. <laughs> and, you know, and it was like, I could, I, this is how I remember it so clearly. It was like when Mark Taylor and Michael Slater opened the baton for Australia. And I was, good, t- good, yeah, good and I was, era. And, you know, and he used to like full go, yeah, man, cricket. Because yeah, you were a cricket like, aside, no? Yeah, 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 he used to love me cricket. So I'm lying on the lounge and obviously I'm facing the TV and my dad's just lying there just smashing beers with his shirt off, with his king g's on and no undies like you <laughs> and i'm just sitting there and i'm like and i pulled this boogie out man and it was huge man like half of me half of me back of my throat coming out of it <laughs> but he was one of the ones that had to sort He's of like, Adam's had, had 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 the one that had sort of had like the eyeball on the end of it and I'm like, <laughs> so it was like a bit of dangle so i looked at him and i went oh, i'm not getting up because the cricket's on so there's no chance in the world i'm flicking it over there so i just sort of like turned to the left and just Hear that? <laughs> gave, gave, gave it some air time. First shot, gone. I went. So I'm just lying there. Kick my, I'm talking far, JK. I'm talking 30, 40 seconds. Yeah. Lying there in his tear. What the fuck? <laughs> and I'm like, what? And my dad goes, did you flick this, you dirty bastard? Went straight in his belly button. <laughs> And my mum come running out because she was on and not she's doing sad days. And she's like, what's going on? I'm like, he goes, you just flip this in me dirt, me belly button, the dirty bastard. She goes, oh, Ben, that's disgusting. <laughs> Dude, that's like um, uh, uh, GK, like back in the day, um, I remember when you were working as a, uh, 
as a as a refrigeration um, specialist. I think that's what you told us, but we really just believe that you fell asleep in, in roof spaces cavities. <laughs> I was gunning it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, so I, I still remember this story. I remember like so like and this is when we left high school. So oh, we it, all I was selling my formative years of <laughs> who, working out who I was as a human and an adult. Who am I? <laughs> And um and it was at that stage where we'd all left school, you know, some were going to uni, some started working and, and then we'd come back together. It's like so so what do you do with your life now? Like what does your days look like? And I remember you telling me he's like, Well, my, my alarm goes off at six and I just get straight up and get in my van. And I said, really? Do you have a shower? I go, no. What are you talking about? I go, what, you know, what, do, you, do you clean your body? What about, you know, brush your teeth? What about blowing your nose? I go, dude, as soon as I get in my van, I just blow my nose. I go, what do you mean you blow your nose? Like, I just literally blow, blow my nose. I go, do you the blow bush, it on something? Bushman's blow. <laughs> Where do you blow? On my steering wheel? What do you mean? And you were perplexed. That's not what everyone else does. <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so oh, I thought that was like a stylized like rim to go around your stereo. That's actually your boogers. <laughs> <laughs> it was a collection, and I used to collect them over the years. Um, and then it moved on to my, owning my own cars, and that was no longer <laughs> no longer something that will or would ever happen in my own car. I know. <laughs> like, listen, I. I can't speak. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone has their their booger stories of uh, from back in their youth. Uh, maybe I've le- less boogers now, dude. dude uh, uh, do you do you remember um, back in the day when I had that blue car? It was like a uh, it was a Corolla. It was like a hatchback. Was Corolla. that the one we we exchanged when we were trying to <laughs> when we were trying to refine the Hummer and we found it for five hundred bucks on the side of the road up yes, from the house we when yes. we had the share house. That's 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 the car, dude. Um, but I, I I never looked after my cars. I never did. I I would eat things and I'd just leave it in the car. I never serviced the car till I had a kid. Because I had the responsibility in someone else, I suppose. Or, I paid more yeah. for my lunch most days than you paid for your first five cars. <laughs> yeah. I, I was but fortunate. being your, your dad being a mechanic, you didn't have to worry about things all that far. You're right, dude. It does help a lot when your old man's a mechanic. <laughs> dude, I, I saw it like this car. I remember like it used to always get messy. And, you know, one morning I was driving to work and just out of nowhere, I was driving down the northern road. Out of nowhere, the the winds, the, the, um, sorry, the bonnet of the car just went... <laughs> So I'm driving, I can't see where I'm going because the bonnet's just flipped up. And as it's flipped up, it's bent over the car. I'm like, Aah! and I drive over and I get out and I've got the shits with it and I'm kicking my car. Because that's what you do when you get a car that's worth less than $500. That's like when I had the Mitsubishi Colt and I'm driving it. And I'm like, I've got no window wipers. But you know what? It won't rain. And I'm driving home and it started raining. <laughs> and then I'm like, I'll just put them on. You never know what could happen. And you see, Ooh, bad idea. Yeah, were there windscreen wipers or metal scratches? <laughs> yeah, the Mitsubishi Colt. She was a good car until the reverse went in it. I had no reverse. And they said I was going to cost you like $800 a fix. I'm like, the car's worth like two grand. Like, I bought it. So it used to take me about anywhere between 45 to 60 minutes driving in Penner Plaza to get a parking spot. <laughs> And I'm like, are you going? And are you going? So, uh, no. I'm like, okay. Down the hoist we go again. <laughs> it was pretty frustrating. <laughs> so you had to look for the double spot so you could come drive I had to forward. go like, 
Back ender, straight in. Like, if not, I was in trouble. Like, I'm telling you, it used to take me like 45 minutes to an hour to get a parking spot in the oh, plaza. And it was, and I used to go really early in the morning and I used to still struggle. Dude, like, I, my most prized car in the world, I loved it so much. It was this Honda Civic. It was called the Hummer, affectionately, of course. It was a great car. It was a marvelous car. It was a, it was a got it for 1200 bucks. If those. Great. Those walls could talk. Oh, man. It's one of those cars, isn't it? It went on some adventures. <laughs> it did. It did go on adventures. And um, there was there was this one night, um, I was playing a gig. I was playing a gig somewhere in the city. And um, I was coming out from where we used to live. And I go down um, Greywiston Highway and I was going to turn right onto Memory Road. at a set of lights. And as I was driving towards there, I noticed like the, um, the lights on the dashboard started flickering on and off. And I'm like, oh, you know, I know. And people think because my dad's a mechanic, oh, he must know something about cars. <laughs> Zero. You didn't learn any through osmosis? No, yeah, yeah. It didn't filter down into F. because I didn't need to know it because my dad knew it. It's like, I need things about music that he didn't know. I was like, all right, that's our agreement. Com- combined, <laughs> we can fix a car and make the radio work. Yeah, yeah so we were kind of like Power Rangers. <laughs> But um, yeah, so the the dashboard was flickering and you know getting getting close to the lights and then the car just turned off. So like, what's what's going on here? And this guy driving past me, he slowed down and goes, "Mate, your car's on fire!" It's like shit. So I get out of the car and I look under. Piss on it. What are we gonna put it out with? Honestly, well that's it's no water in London. Dilemma number one. So I looked under it and it looked like a furnace, man. There was fire coming out underneath. I was like, shit, and all my gears in there. I'm thinking, well, this, you know, because I watch movies. So as soon as the car gets on fire, we're all dead. It's going to blow up. <laughs> so I ran down um, the, at the last there to the, to the left and, and there's a, a memory road there. And, the, you know, there's a, there was a Chinese restaurant. I ran in and said, has anyone got a fire extinguisher? And, the, and the, it's almost like, are you buying something? Fried rice? Yeah. Is, yeah. is it an entree? Ten that's all- Sims. <laughs> yeah. It's like, fuck. So I ran out, went to the next um, shop. It was a tattoo parlor. Said, I need a fire extinguisher. My car's on fire. And no one's answering. He's like, the guy gave me a buck. He's like, that'll do. Got to put some water in it. And I ran out and, I, and all these guys are running behind me because they're ready to start helping me out. They're like, this guy's car's on fire. What's going on? And I ran back to the intersection. They saw my car. They're like, leave that guy. He, 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 hopefully, hopefully he makes it. <laughs> so I'm out there and I'm trying to, you know, put the water on the, on the car. By this time, uh, there's a, a fire engine. There's an ambulance. The police are there, and I'm there. How big the flames? The it's- flames. The flames were like you could see coming out the side of the car. Like it was, it was bad, dude. So I took my jacket off, trying to like <laughs> sling it underneath to get it out. Anyway, I didn't know what I was doing. Clearly, um, you know the the fires had come, and so they started looking after the car. And by this time, all the traffic had banked up. This was this intersection was not working, and Leash was coming home at the same time. She was so far, <laughs> she sees me like don't know what I was. Anyone seen my baseballs? Like don't know, don't know what I'm doing. Anyway, did she just drop her recliner seat right back? <laughs> Drive fast as if the car was a ghost car driving itself. <laughs> I'm not even going to acknowledge this shit. Yeah, she she she, she goes. Oh, I better make a detour. I don't even, I don't want to be associated with this guy. But that you know that was that that was the end of one of the most amazing cars of my life. And I always said, if, you know, if I was loaded. If I won the lottery again, if I had the opportunity to purchase one of the most amazing sport cars, I would want to get that replica. I want to tr- relive it again. Do you know the car? That car is the car that uh, he drives in um, Entourage. Yep, the white car that he doesn't. He's the same as you. Like he's he's kicking goals.
miles, but he's still driving around in his That's pizza boy. That's what sort of car. And then he eventually is driving like a Lamborghini or some shit. He sells out. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah, have we'll you already? Have you already still got that Land Cruiser? Oh no, man! That done some K's that thing, <laughs> didn't it? Oh, didn't it? mate! In the, and the best thing that was in that car was a six stacker CD. Boom! And like Clarion, even if you didn't like punk, you had to like punk in that car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my girlfriend. And, just, <laughs> and like in my head, I'm thinking like Mick's just in the front seat, just driving like. Yeah, man, just driving. And I'm like, oh, my dad would be just smashing people right now. <laughs> Shut up! Yeah. Put on flame trees, please. Yeah. I'll put on a bit of catchy Dixie Chicks or something. <laughs> uh, but, dude, like, even thinking back in high school, the thing about 90 is you were like the uh, – you intervened between uh, – because we were at a boys' school and then there was the, you know, the equivalent girls' school, you know. Mm-hmm. So, Nighty was the guy who would – The know, conduit? He was the conduit. But he was the commu- – he was like the message man. Um, oh, cost me parents thousands in phone bills. <laughs> 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 and lunch orders. <laughs> but Nighty was the person, you know, you say, I think I like this girl. goes, don't worry, boys. I'll, 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 I'll leave the seeds and I'll let them grow and I'll let you know how it progresses. <laughs> so it was like the equivalent because we didn't have the internet back then, so we yeah, couldn't do no some messages. Messages uh, was like the, yeah. our messages was like, what happened? That's no, go, no, to say the most. This is what happened. You go, tell me again and tell me <laughs> some more. Like embellish a little bit. Make, make it sound amazing. And then in the background, like Casey and Jojo be pumping like, oh my love. This is my song. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't messages come back in those those papers that were folded in three ways with your hands inside? Do you yeah. like fun? Yeah. Uh, what colour shirt are you wearing? Blue. B L U E. Is he stink? You stink. I'll put it back on the raven. This is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> it was was he? It was the high school equivalent to sending a raven out in Game of Thrones. <laughs> that was that was like that, wasn't it? Like yeah. But that good was, times, man. Good times. Everything in high school. Uh, do, do you think you look at it through rose-coloured glasses somewhat, though? I'm sure, or did we just have pretty good high school and no teenage angst and nothing was too... I look, did, I'm yeah. sure people ate of their friggin' time at high school, but yeah. I can't I can't see a bad a bad memory from it. I look back at like kids in high school now and they just look so young. You know what oh, I mean? Like, like, so. say, and how say, old did you think you were when you were in year eight? You know no, but I mean? I, mean, I mean as no, in no, like... That's what I mean. Like, you, you look at them young now... But you, when you were that age, you thought you were old and you knew everything. Yeah, yeah, but, oh, yeah. I know what you mean, but I mean, like looking at kids now, say, um, like probably Rooney looks skinny and weedy as then. You know what I mean? Mm. Like they look so little and that. Like and these young kids coming through and playing grade or football or whatever. Like we're all just like so little and that. Like, but we fought like because we were into the weights and that. We fought we were massive, you know. Mm. Until you get older and you realise you look back at kids that age and like he's only a little man. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's well, that's the way I look at it. Like. When they say this kid's the next up and come a gun player or something, you're like, man, he's skinny, but I guarantee in 10 years that bloke's going to be tank. Like, you know, like, hey, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you can tell. Yeah. I know, but geez, the egos were, were quite large back then. In school? Yeah. Yeah, you had to pump your own tyres though as well because <laughs> <laughs> that's, you were only, high school, you're only as good as how someone else perceives you. You're yeah. not, you don't, you're not working on your own merits in high school. Because you're, all you are, you're working on how everyone else perceives you, and then that's what I'm putting out into the world. You're not, you haven't, you haven't worked out who you are as a friggin' human being yet, let alone, yeah. you know, anything else. So that's that's why the egos are so high because you you've got to you got to feed this beast so everyone else goes, oh, that's he's a popular kid, <laughs> and now the popular kid, what's a popular kid gets? He gets all the friends, he gets all the girls, he gets all this. Yeah, <laughs> 
But then, it, then it's a bit of a flip side because it's, it's uh, reality starts to kick in. Like um, you know, leaving leaving high school and having the safety of uh, of routine, the safety of I know what I'm doing today, I know what I've got to do. As opposed to when you when you leave high school, it's like um, you know, you don't, you got to start thinking about the future. Like I, I remember being there and not thinking, what what do I really want to be. Um, when I grow up, like I, I didn't even know half the jobs that were even available, let alone had the focus to be able to, you know, it's hard. Engage. It's hard thing, man. I like, envied a few of those people though at school that knew what they were going to do and the steps that it was taken to get there. Like, and I've got to do this, and I've got to maybe achieve this score in my HSE, and then I've got to go to this university and study this and this, and then this sub major and this, and then I've got to go intern here and then work here, and then I get my job. Mm. I was the same as you, far. I didn't know. The job I'm doing now existed. Yeah. Then you got like some kids that, oh, my dad's an electrician. I'm going to be an electrician. But yes. I'm in year eleven and twelve because I know one day I'm going to take over that business. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. And I just think to myself, oh God, I wish my daddy was like that. Yeah, easy <laughs> path. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I thought. Am I going to be a mechanic? No, I, I don't know. Did any, you had none of. Oh, I guess Pete sort of went into some trades, but or did any? No one fell into sort of following in your old man's footsteps into mechanic. I guess no. I didn't do the same as mine either. No, no nor, I think, none of my brothers. I think I was the. What's first. your old man boy trade, George? Well, he was. Uh, it was a narc when he was um, <clears throat> younger. Like so, all my family were either teachers or cops. Yeah, yeah, and then he's yeah, that's no right. Longer, yeah, uh, did that? He he does real estate. That's what he, he yeah, does. cool, so, yeah, cool. So, so that was wasn't in my sort of falling into either of those, being a teacher or a police officer. So, oh man, but to put up with uh, kids like I was, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I got oh, I'm, a, I'm a stress head. I got nights of tyrants for. Hey, do do you remember that time when we were in high school and? Um, and we got the uh, we got the the voice recorder. It was like a voice recorder. I think it was like during our media studies. And I think I borrowed it from the school, and it was like, you know, how this is amazing. This oh, is yeah. where my love for recording audio began. It's like, so I can say something, and then I get to play it back. This, that's rad. So what do we all do? You know, bring it back to our group. We'll be eating recess and stuff, and never be saying the most slanderous things about the teachers. Teachers, <laughs> other, other students that weren't in earshot. <laughs> Anyway, and it was before like geography. We had different geography classes, and no one goes, Oh, here you go. No one goes, Farm in. <laughs> he said, can I, borrow, can I have a go? I said, Yeah, for sure. Whatever you do, don't let it die like the cat. No. I said, <laughs> I said No, no worries, dude. Yeah. Just don't get it taken off you. Sweet ass. Gotcha. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> <laughs> Come out after it. Hey, man, I've got to take it off me. Oh, really? <laughs> because the thing about what was on that tape was all, was pretty much all fire just doing it, the, the first ever audio blog saying, this is what's wrong with everyone in this school. <laughs> and then after it, so the teacher took it off 90, gave it to like the uh, the head of the year, uh, he Mr. Dara. Put it in his office. And he put Focus. it in his office. And he was a scary cat. He oh. was a scary cat back in the day. He was like, um, but now you look at it now, it's like, <laughs> but, but, but it's funny because those those teachers have taught us, they're, they're good blokes. They, they're great blokes. They're, they're, they're top guys. Top teachers. But um, but when he first come up, and he was just like, stay out the front going, you need to focus. And I'm like, yeah. 
And this bloke's smashing Winnie Reds. I've, You'd uh, smell the Reds from a he while. Was, like, he was intimidating, though, and he got his, got, lot, he he got his point across, but I think he was, mate, he was, oh, I liked him. I got, I got involved with him. Last time I heard he was, like, working in, like, an Aboriginal refugee camp. Is he? Yeah, like. Like a refuge. Yeah, like mm. up 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 north, real far up north, like Cairns and that. Yeah. So he's and his office was like Fort Knox, yeah. uh, where they put that tape recorder yeah. as well. I've never yeah. seen guards like protect an office. <laughs> like, can you even have guns in our schools? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> and then it was like scissors, paper, rock, and we had a good friend, Dean Bullmaker. You remember Dean Bullmaker? Oh, the old needles, <laughs> donkey, donkey. <laughs> Not why he's. Uh, How'd you get the name <laughs> donkey? <laughs> the way he walked for that way. <laughs> <laughs> But um, El Slugger, and and that's what it was. It was like a scissors, paper, rock to see. Like, and, and I've never seen it. Was like it was almost like a chariots of fire, dun 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 dun, where he jumped the fence, where he where he did a backflip, and it was almost like a you know um, Indiana Jones where it goes dependent man shall pass. Like, he ducked below the thing that cuts everyone's heads off. He walked across doing flips through lasers <laughs> like Mission Impossible. <laughs> and he got in, got this tape, and he just ran for it. it was like yes. It was like, it was like, we're free. We're, we're going to live another day. I remember when that tape came out of there, we it was we ejected the tape, put it up against a brick wall, and stomped on Ever- it so it couldn't, couldn't tell its dirty little secrets ever again. <laughs> and that's how we learned. That was the best lesson we ever learned in high school. <laughs> don't, don't put anything on tape. Yeah. What, remember- but what's Sokotoa? I don't know. <laughs> remember um, remember Mr. Stralo? Mr. Stralo. Who did, what did he teach? Remember, like he, remember where the old office was and used to walk up the stairs up top where he used to always do maths and that. And I remember one day, and like I was in general maths, man, and we had like, the worst of the worst. I know that class, uh, it's like they put everyone that would distract anyone else in any other class into no, one class. Anyone that would distract from Luke's Rooney's career. <laughs> yeah. But Rooney was in it. <laughs> they put anyone that was... Sam Matheson. Like, and, di- yeah, the, the biggest distractions could not distract everyone else. And when I say this, distractions, the good, people with the best personalities. That's what it is. The biggest personality. Oh, I was a good class, boys. You should have been in it. Unlucky, he's a heap smarter. But and they walk up the stairs and I just started going, here we go. Stralo. Stralo. He's got a clap going. And like Aaron was doing it. And I remember like a um, mate, I think Johnny Ayers was like two, three classes down. And he goes, his teacher just started pissing himself laughing. <laughs> and you see Stralo going, stop it, stop it. <laughs> I just like had a mental breakdown. Oh, shit. That was a pleasant story. (laughs) And somehow I ended up in Brother Stanton's office again. (laughs) That's another story. Uh, That's a... That's a whole other story. Burn, brother, burn. That's a whole other story. But what about you think of high school? What have have been some of your best teachers? Uh, I had one teacher. Naughty, you had this teacher as well uh, because we're in the same class because you talk about that maths class. I got, I got put back into that class because I was a distraction. <laughs> in twelve, Mr. Witten, do you remember? Oh, Widow? Hey, good bloke. Hey, he was he's one of those teachers, that, and he's from Lithgow, I think. Well, oh, so put, well, he worked up there. Or he something. worked up at a few of few yeah. schools, but he's one of those still teachers today that went. He's he got cool, that, man. Yeah. Got that, he, I think he understood the whole. This is school, you know. F- yeah, this isn't going to sort of. Uh, this isn't going to shape who you are. Sort of, you'll go. One of the things you said to me, I think I might have said it on the podcast once before, but you'll have seven different jobs before before you find what you want yeah, to freaking do. Yeah. Don't hang yourself up He's, on. And he was this. spot on. Oh, and he was just—he was pretty. I think he 
like I said, I got put back into that distraction maths class because I was a distraction, but <laughs> but I was still hey. I was I was the least distracted distracting guy in that class. So I came back like that the the guy that was annoying everyone else went into the, that class. It was like going into the bad class in uh, <laughs> in uh, Dangerous Minds. But I was not Emilio. <laughs> I, I was a white kid that just happened to to be on the block. You love Vanilla Ice walking in, bro. <laughs> so I, I, I had nothing, and I think he he went. But there's something I can work with here. I, I, <laughs> I'm going to mould him. He loved he loved the offspring, mate. That's one thing I remember about him. He loved it. Like he used to go to all their concerts in Australia. Oh, yes. Love the offspring. He loved these, love these punk music. So. Because that was pretty in, in back in those days. Like, what were the bands in? I, was, I think Smash Mouth when I think of high school. Smash like Mouth. Blink 182. Green Day. Unwritten mm. Law. Yeah. Melancholum. Yeah. Like, I pretty much, yeah, I just, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm with music. Man, I'm into anything, to be honest. Hey, I'm just, I'm a cruiser with music. Because it's like, um, I re- remember year 10, um, formal and, oh. and like, or year 12 formal or, or those kind of parties that started yeah, to happen, you know, towards the end of your schooling career. It's like, that's, um, that's when you started to, um, I don't know, develop that. Who, who are going to be as an adult? What, what is it like to have a bit more freedom, you know, where you can, oh, when you can go out to a party and maybe drink and you, rec- you might stay at a friend's 10, house. Yeah. Year 10 formal, I reckon, was, to me, I reckon, was pretty much better than year 12. I 100%. That was, mm. but, but it was it as well. I think it was good. Walking out of like the Gareth Foley's residence at like, Quarter to seven on a like a Wednesday morning or something, like, Wednesday morning, <laughs> and like going, yeah, we're men, <laughs> like, yeah, we're men. There's like, like mum, can you pick me <laughs> up? <laughs> then we went to Sweetie's house and some like bloke work on the council showing concrete going. <laughs> he goes, that's where it all starts, boys, but it ends here. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going, boys, head up. <laughs> Dudes, uh, these, there's a million and one other stories. I feel of, we haven't um, even scratched the surface. We've scratched the surface here. <laughs> I'm gonna, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna, I'm gonna think off air. We're gonna go. We're gonna have uh, another red, another glass of red, and we're gonna uh, talk more stories. And those stories are then gonna come as a post show off air that we'll record for you guys. Yeah. Thanks for listening to episode 18, Naughty. Thanks for coming in. Nah, cheers, having me, boys. Hey, it was awesome. Haven't seen you for a while, so it was good. Next week, we've got Murray Canellan coming in. Um, you, you would have heard his dulcet tones commentating on the AFL, working around the horse racing. He might even give you guys a, a tip that you No, nah, he won't. Win. He won't, mate. <laughs> I've been messaging at me times on Facebook, that bloke, and he doesn't give nothing. Oh, he, he, the old oh, race night number nine champ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, well, you, you miss him. You, you reckon everyone's spoiler. Don't listen if you, don't listen if you want a tip, guys. We're Sorry. Peace. <laughs> you. Peace.